Last season on Home for Hallmark. So, deliver by Christmas. Oh, wait. Oh, we're going to banter. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. We're nervous. <laughs> we're nervous because... This <laughs> is off to a really great start. Well, for, for a minute there, I was I was kind of thinking that it was going to heat the movie was going to heat up a little bit. We were going to get a little PG thirteen, but strictly G. Hallmark movies are strictly G. Um, Take a big, big, big bite. These are quite large. Actually, open up. <laughs> open it up. Ready? Yeah. Oh your god! Oh your god! <laughs> what? No, it sounds Hi. like one of those ASMR things. <laughs> A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. I refill globes better than Jesus Claus, yet still my twins are dad-free. He also goes by Magic Mike. No. No, you ruined my bit. (laughs) That was my fucking bit. Do it! No, it's too late. I'm pissed now, and I'm going to have to cut all this out. That was my only goddamn bit for these whole fucking... (laughs) You think the curtains match the drapes? (laughs) Or no, that's not the same. That is not. <laughs> I meant the carpet. <laughs> I think the first thing or like the most glaring thing that I noticed about this snowball was the knockoff Christmas music. I'll be home for Christmas. If only. Come back. How did you like that little recap? That was the first time you heard it. <laughs> Pure genius, Brad. I just, Pure you know genius. what? That two minutes, if that didn't summarize the two months that we spent doing this, <laughs> I don't know what did. The highs, the lows. Some, yeah, there were some lows. There were a lot of highs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, dear. listener, happy countdown to Christmas 2021. Been, we're back. We're back. So, Molly, I don't know about you, but after a nice long summer vacation, a much calmer, cooler, collect, waxed, waxed, ready to relax. I think I'm going to be a much nicer co-host this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, why? Well, because we all have to grow. You know, all right, all right. so we're, cha- we're changing things up a little bit here. Yeah. We've got a new theme song. We have a new cover art. Epic. Epic changes right we're, here. We're breaking the mold. Yes. We got to differentiate ourselves from our quote our unquote. Old com- selves. Our comp- well, I was going to say our competition, but yes, also <laughs> our old selves. There's no, com- we, don't, we don't have competition, right? right. Well, <laughs> I have to say, once we get into it, I am convinced that we are micro influencers. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I say that because 
I noticed in the very first movie that I watched, there were some significant changes that Hallmark made that came straight from this podcast. Really? A hundred percent. I can't wait to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Only a little hungover from watching my movie, so we're good. Oh, did you have to bring out the, <laughs> the mule wine? <laughs> no, I went with a box. Oh. With a, with a box of wine this time. With an easy spout. Oh. You know? yeah. Without further ado, let's mm. just get right into this. Let's do it. We are, you know what? On top of things this year, <laughs> we are on time, Yep. not delayed, and so we are just destined for relevancy this year amongst the Hallmark Hallmarkies. Well, you know, that's what they've been saying about me since like 1940. I'm relevant. Oh, I'll- well, you did just get your shingle <laughs> shot. So yeah, 1940 <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> you know, the- oh, you're going to be laughing it up when I don't get shingles. Well, I'm, I hope you don't. <laughs> I've heard it's pl- painful. Let's dive right into yes, this. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so. So Friday night, October 22nd, was the debut of, of the first movie for this season. Oh. Yeah. So like two nights ago. Two nights ago. Sweet. I'm reading the synopsis, right? Oh, please read the, okay. sing- the one line, please. <laughs> well, first of all, it's You, Me, and Christmas Trees, and it is starring Danica McKellar, Benjamin Ayers, and Jason Her- Hervey. Yeah. Is that right? Just wait till you find out who that is. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. An evergreen tree expert. What is... Teams up with a Christmas tree farmer to get to the bottom of a mysterious illness that's threatening that year's crops. Right. Ooh. Riveting. Yeah. I I think evergreen tree expert was copywritten for Hallmark. (laughs) Couldn't call themselves. So this year, listener, we're not going to touch on the minutiae. Because we know that if you're here with us, you've watched these movies. (laughs) So you know exactly what's going to happen. You do. You don't need to hear it from us. This year is really about identifying the things that stand out, make us cringe, make us laugh, (laughs) make us cry, make Mm. us feel warm and fuzzy inside. The places we blacked out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie starts with young Olivia, played by Danica McKellar, either hugging or... Climbing, but okay, something. One of them, something. There's, you know, you know, like when you were a kid and you'd like give yourself a hug, and yeah. then you—that's what she was doing to the tree. <laughs> Flash forward to current time, and here she is, grown up Olivia, staring or still right in front of a tree. Fast forward, you jump over to Connor's Connecticut Christmas farm oh. or Christmas trees established 1920. Oh, of course. Well, of right. course, right? It's right. got to be a long. He's right. been in his family forever, right? Four generations. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh my. And we meet Jack. And Jack is the son of the father of the grandfather of the great-grandfather that started this tree this tree farm in 1920. Um, <laughs> and he's refunding people's Christmas trees because the Christmas trees are dying and it's three weeks before Christmas. Mm. Um, so then we find out that Olivia's parents want her to come home for uh, the Christmas Eve gala. Which was supposed to be her wedding night Oh, that she called off with her fiancé, Justin, for <laughs> undisclosed reason. And she's essentially refusing to go home. She doesn't want to go home. And she's from Avon. No, she will, oh. she works for the she works for UConn. Jack pulls out a card, says, there's somebody at UConn who could probably fix this, fix our sick trees. So he picks up the phone and he calls Olivia and says, hi, you know, it's a week before Christmas. And people aren't able to get a Christmas tree with me this year. It's going to just ruin my business, ruin my family business. She says, oh, yes, it's a distraction. I don't have to go to my parents' house, so I'll just take the hour up. So Jack leaves Connor's Christmas farm to go meet Olivia, who he gave the address to Connor's Christmas farm to. Mm -hmm. So she's driving to the Christmas farm. He's driving 
to meet her, but she's going to the Christmas farm. Anyway, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. It's a classic Hallmark <laughs> error. And he spills his coffee and then he rear ends her in the roundabout. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she starts the car and the tailpipe of the car falls off. <laughs> of course it does. So now the car has to be towed. She can't get to her parents' house. She's got to spend another day, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and she said, oh, it's fine. It's better. It's best to check the soil first thing in the morning. So that's that's their meet cute. Just had to so get, get up there. Not we're not, not going to summarize the whole thing. But the premise here is that the Connors family tree farm has been, or Connecticut tree farm has been for the last 100 years providing the Christmas Eve tree. Oh, and like for the town? For the town. Uh, and because the trees are sick, the mayor of the town is concerned. I, by the way, I'm going to move there and become the mayor. If that's if that's one of your job <laughs> duties is being concerned about the Christmas tree, <laughs> sign me up. Um, that's your big deal. That's, that's my, your big job. That's the, that's the big thing to do. So th- that's the concern is that if the trees are sick, as soon as they're being cut down, that the Connors family won't be able to provide the tree. Not good. And I'll explain just a little bit why that matters. You'll try to convince us that it matters at that. Right. And while there's only one week of till Christmas for Olivia and Jack to figure out what is wrong with his tree farm, there's still time for everything else. And Jack is highly encouraging of her attending these things. All of these things. You I'm know. sure there's... Uh, is there any wreath decorating? No, there's no wreath decorating. There was a hot chocolate bar. Okay. Um, now we're talking. It was a little awkward because he said, I know the news is going to be bad. So first we cocoa. <laughs> right. I mean, you know there are a room full of writers that are like, yeah, first we cocoa. When he, when he offers her whipped cream for her cocoa, she says, whipped cream is the, is the tinsel of cocoa. I, I like my things in their natural state. <laughs> I like my things uh-huh. in their natural Yeah. So there's cocoa. Then he's got to pull out his, uh, his dad jokes. I don't know why. Because he's a 40. This guy, I think, has got to be 45 years old. With no kids, but pulling out the dad jokes. He's like, don't worry, I believe you. He's like, yeah, sorry, I do it and all my friends hate it. It's because I was born in September. <laughs> right? But here, here's the big breaking news coming out of you, me, and Christmas trees. Okay. Jack's brother, I think his name is Elliot, and his red-headed, red-headed wife, they own a cider company. <laughs> A hard cider company. Oh, okay. See, I can get on board with uh-huh. that. Okay. And there are two scenes that really stood out in this whole entire movie. The one, it's eight o'clock in the morning. She's, te- you know, testing the branches. There's a lot of like stroking of <laughs> pine trees in this movie. They offer her, a, you know what you need? You could use some hard cider. She's like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. They were like, so? She ends up having soft cider. But they are invited back to participate in the Cedar Mill Christmas cocktail competition. Wow. There's a whole mixology scene, <laughs> right? Where they're all, everybody in the scene is drinking beer. Everybody has like big Hefeweizens. Hallmark, uh, what have you right? done? Wow. So this is where it was so ridiculous. So these are the things where I know that they're wanting someone to pick up on. So they have a table. Okay. And you can only use the ingredients that are on a table. To do your mixology. To do your mixology. Okay. And so she's very confident. Well, I'm a scientist and, you know, I know the right combination of things, you know, and he's kind of like, well, I know beer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you see everybody paired off at tables. It's like a one ounce, two ounce shots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Olivia showed up with her beaker set. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she had her beakers and she's pouring the, you know, the ingredients into the beakers. When Jack is not looking, she decides that she's going to sneak pine needles off of the centerpiece and crush them up and put it into the drink. Ooh. And that, my friend, is what is won her mixology. The winning ingredient. <laughs> science for the win. That's a quote. <laughs> So at this point, we're about 45 minutes in and I'm thinking, all right, this is eh, right? Yeah, the, tr eh. the tree thing, you're not going to solve a tree health issue in a week. Well, introduced, this is when we are introduced to Dwayne, who is the competitor tree lot. What? Dwayne. Now, at first, I did a double take and then I realized that it was kind of clever and it kind of it bumped up the snowflakes for me. Hmm. So the actor, Jason Hervey, okay. who plays Dwayne. Yeah. He played Wayne Arnold in The Wonder Years. <laughs> Perfect. <Yep. laughs> so he's this real sassy. All right, well, you're not getting anything. And I'm taking over the tree and the mayor's buying my 30-foot tree. <laughs> so now we've got some competition. So now Jack is determined to figure out uh, these trees. That is when they decide that they're going to go to the tree farm and do some late-night research. This quiet under the trees is my favorite thing in the whole world. It's like I'm just living in this exact moment where everything's perfect, just the way it is. It's amazing how something as simple as a tree can bring people so much happiness. That's why I love what I do. My life's purpose is to literally bring joy to families every Christmas. If I can't do that anymore. You don't have to worry, Jack. I got this. Hey. Hey. Jack. Miles. What are you doing here? I saw a light and thought someone was stealing one of your trees while you were shut down. Oh, no, we're just doing scientific research. Is that what they're calling it these days? No, no, it, it really was. Okay, you two have a good night. Uh, Thanks, Miles. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so, essentially for the rest of the movie is them on the hunt to figure out what's wrong with these trees. So she's sitting at her computer, tap, tap, tapping, and goes, <coughs> <coughs> and pulls out a bag of lozenges mm. and looks at the lozenges, and it's her, by George, I've done it moment. <laughs> so she now is on a mission to make come up in the next, he has three days. So the mayor has given him the ultimatum that if he can't guarantee the tree is going to be good for Christmas Eve, that Dwayne, the tree competitor, is going to get his the city, the town's business. Not Dwayne. Not Dwayne. Because she magically concocted a, what it, lo it looked like a Tums, mm. you know, like the chalk Tums, mm -hmm. anti-pine needle follow <laughs> offer, <laughs> offer, faller offer um, <laughs> nutrient that they were plopping in like buckets of water. So they get the tree up. Okay. They, they can guarantee the freshness of the tree with her giant Tums going, <laughs> going into the tree root. And the next morning they get a call. Oh no. Oh no. It's not good. Oh. It's not good. The tree is brown and dry as can be. Overnight? Overnight. 
So here comes Dwayne the tree competitor. Well, I'll take those ornaments because they're definitely going on my tree. (laughs) So now she's come to the conclusion that she's going to leave when she runs into two thugs who are talking about Dwayne. Thugs? Thugs. (laughs) Yeah. Some edgy crap right here. Thugs. (laughs) So she wanders over. Oh, yeah. I love Dwayne. I've known him forever. And then she sees in the back of their thug truck a bucket of herbicide. <gasps> they sabotaged Jack Connor's trees? Yeah. <gasps> yep. Those bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they did. And she called Dwayne right out in front of the town square. The mayor and every resident of Avon, Connecticut <laughs> was there. And then Dwayne got arrested and she took another giant Tums, plopped <laughs> it into the tree, and the Christmas Eve was tree- saved. <laughs> was saved. I got to say, they did have cute banter um, chemistry. Yeah. Again, a little awkward in the sense that they're both in their 40s. Like, if you want to bang, just bang. Like, <laughs> you could read the Bible later. I heard, I did just hear something. What did I hear, by the way? I heard something. It was actually not bad. Okay. Someone, it was something like, my grandma always told me the Bible was like eating a fish. You take the meat, but you don't swallow a bone. <laughs> so, like, you take the good. I think that's good advice. You take yeah. the good things that's that right. you could relate to. You throw the rest out. Right. I think that that aptly applies. I everything's good. So, I got to say, with the cameo of um, Wonder Years, um, cool. the heavily saturated alcohol, mm. um, I'm going to say, if we're sticking with snowflakes, which I don't know if we are. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Mm-hmm. But for our, my first movie... I'm going to give this a 3.5 snowflakes. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) So, Molly, I'm happy to report that I am still alive after watching my first Home for Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movie of 2021. Congratulations. I know. The season is young. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the? What is that? Oh, someone's calling my landline. You have a white. What is this, 1988? You're supposed to have one. One second. Hello? Oh, <laughs> what? Hello. <Is> that... <laughs> Are we on hold or is what is that? Hold, you say? Like the North Pole calling? Oh, hello. Oh. Hello. It's Charmy Molly Cakes right here, your local expert from Avon, Connecticut. You don't remember me? <laughs> well, hello, Charmy. You, your voice you mean... does sound a little familiar. Did you say Charmy oh. or Charmy, like the toilet Charmy. paper? Charmy, 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 Charmy Holly cakes. No, you do sound she familiar. She does, right? Right? But well, I, I don't know. I would... We've never met, but I did send you that package. Oh, this was on my front door today. Well, that's well, not creepy. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Charmy, what are you doing up in Avon, Connecticut? Well, I've just been doing some local expert research on Small Town USA, and I've sent you some treats from Avon, Connecticut for you to try. And Avon, Connecticut, that's where your movie was set, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, well... Well, let's whip them out and talk about them. Ready when you are. (laughs) All right. So that first one right over there, those are Santa's whiskers. (laughs) They are chocolate-covered pine needles. Everybody's favorite. It's been a holiday tradition for years. It comes in a lot of variety. You know, we only use the, the freshest pine in Avon, Connecticut. You know what I mean? 
Do you, do you have a, a favorite kind of a chocolate? Not this. Not the piney kind. No, the dark chocolate's the most popular, so you should check that one out. It, we use um, it's dairy free, <coughs> gluten free, MSG free, cruelty free. We only use um, consensually harvested pine. <laughs> and well, and if good. you're allergic, you wouldn't want to exploit the pine. Oh that's yes, good. if you're allergic to pine needles, we have reindeer droppings, which oh. are miniature pine cones. Not a fan Do of you... the uh, Santa's no, whiskers, no, little crunchy. Good. All right, well, yeah. well. Chewy. We've got something. There is something for everyone in there. For Ferrero-Rocherers, those are everybody's favorite. You, I mean, everybody loves Ferrero-Rocherers. You know, they're releasing a crunchy line of delectable balls with some favorite <coughs> seasonal items in it. You know, you get your, you have your credit card debt flavor. You have your angry elves flavor. You have a holiday mental breakdown in every bite, and and it's everybody's favorite. Chocolate. That's why Ferrero Rocher has been around for many, many years. You know, do you have a favorite memory? A lot of people have a lot of favorite memories with Ferrero Rocherers around the Christmas tree. Are those supposed a- to be sour? <laughs> or was that a bad batch? Well, <laughs> that, that's a bad batch, dear. You shouldn't be eating that. It got spoiled in, it got spoiled in transit. Yum. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, so we got one more. What, what is this one? There's been, there's been a heat wave lately. So this is everybody's favorite. It's fruitcake. It's been a tradition for decades. You know those those boxed things that everybody passes at the grocery store? You're just, you are missing out if you are missing out on eating a fruitcake. It lasts for years. I'm still working on mine from 1987. You know, it's it's the perfect gift for in-laws and for everyone in your life okay. that you secretly loathe. All right, well... Uh, Tommy, why are, why is it crunchy? Because every bite is chock full of everybody's least favorite cocktail salad fruit that's been aging for decades. It's going to be a smash hit at the table. I already know that. Well, Charmy, I mean, that was very nice of you it's to generous, yes. to reach did you, out. Did you to see us. the? Um, yeah, did mm. you see the surprise in there? There's one little surprise that I thought you especially would love. And now I'm no, terrified. What, what's that? Well, just in case you have a hard time getting through the holidays, Svedka has a brand new holiday flavor. It is Yankee Candles Christmas Eve flavored vodka. You know, and, oh. and Svedka, it's, it's wonderful. Svedka harvests only the freshest Yankee candles for their vodka. And this flavor, it's sure to be a smash hit. You can bond with your aunt over it when she comes to the holidays. And now you have something to talk about. I don't I don't care what flavor it is. I will, I will drink this. Yeah, you had me in vodka. So thank yeah. you so much for that. Oh. oh, what's that sound there? Show me all right. Yeah. Oh, oh, those are just the cows in the background. My local oh. cows, my chocolate cows. Oh. oh. How many do you have? Oh, well, there's about a hundred sitting out there. Well, that's they, they seem sounds, to be getting closer. Oh, they're just coming up for dinner. Very safe there. They love those Ferrero Rocherers. <laughs> Charmy, are you there? Oh, oh dear oh, no. lord! Oh, what is what is happening? Oh, oh my god! Oh, that doesn't sound safe at all. <gasps> We've lost her. Oh. Shall Uh-oh. we? Like, should we call the sheriff or? Well. <laughs> that was an adventure there. I hope that uh, Charmy is okay. I'm a little, I don't know, my heart's racing a little bit. I mean, hopefully we'll hear back from her. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hopefully she doesn't send us any more candy. Yeah, but... <laughs> please, no. Santa's whiskers off the table. Although the whisk, the, uh, the vodka. Mm. 
Molly, I can't wait. Based oh. off of this uh, synopsis, I cannot wait to hear all about this movie. Oh, it's a good one. Boyfriends good'un. of Christmas Past. <laughs> a marketing executive is visited by the ghosts of four of her ex-boyfriends and realizes she might also have a thing for her friend. There's a lot to chew on in this film. I won't, but it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a retelling of A Christmas Carol, uh-huh. right? Which is the classic uh, Dickens story, which I happen to love, you know, um, ghosts tormenting rich people into paying their um, employees a living wage. It's very 2021. In the original story, you have his business partner that comes and then you have the three ghosts, right? So mm-hmm. in this story, it's it, it's sort of similar, but it's very, you know, I mean, I don't have to go into the story because everybody freaking knows that story, sure. right? Um, okay, so what, what made, I want to, yeah. yeah, what I want to highlight is how incredibly diverse this film is. So our leading lady is a Korean American gal. Um, One of our opening scenes is um, this very diverse Christmas party where they have a gay couple friend. And then the leading, the leading couple also is a mixed race couple. So it's from the very beginning. And just last season, we had one film with an African-American leading actress. One. It it was just incredibly diverse. And then when you, when you start to meet her boyfriends from, from Christmas's past, you've got also a wide range of, you've got just classic white boys. She's got some ethnically ambiguous people of color. She's got African-American boyfriend. It's just a very diverse film, which I really, really like. The acting- She sees body, not color. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the leading man is Nate and he's beautiful. He's a beautiful actor. But one of the opening scenes, (laughs) he's got really like a lot of hair. And one of the opening scenes is they win this Christmas game night contest and he orders them a pair of hats and he puts the hat on. So it basically looks like there's like a toupee crawling out from under his hat. It's very, that was not attractive, but he's got, he's a very beautiful actor. It's very ethnically diverse. The story is predictable. So Lauren is this Korean American, Africa, uh, sorry, American marketing executive and Nate, her longtime best friend, who um, is clearly in love with her for the entire film. Nate is a former foster kid um, who now is a social worker, and he's apparently built this community center from from the ground up. Oh, as you do. <laughs> as, you, as you want to do. Everybody builds community centers. <laughs> and one of the things I appreciate about the film, having worked in nonprofits, I worked in a nonprofit working with um, high school kids for over a decade, and the whole heart of this film is is this fundraising for this, this got to be this epic Christmas party for these foster kids, right? I mean, and this is a huge fundraiser. It's got to be a $50,000 endeavor with like street um, fair and like... Um, well, your regular plethora of holiday all, right. activities. Absolutely. And then you get all to the All for Christmas- a good cause. <laughs> Very good cause. But you get to the Christmas party and it's like solo cups. It was a $300 Christmas party and they spent $50 fundraising for it. So that was mm, what, one of the things that comes through the film is that Lauren has mommy issues, right? So her, we find out that her mommy, her mom um, abandoned them. Did you them. just say mommy twice? <laughs> you did. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Her mom abandoned them, of course, uh, on Christmas. So, so it's just her and her dad. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's <laughs> the time to do go it. Go big, right? Go big. <laughs> Make a lasting impression. <laughs> So the theme is that every time Christmas comes around, right, this is when I'll always, you know, because everything is so romantic at Christmas, right? And everybody always wants to propose at Christmas, not. And so, but every time she has this boyfriend who either wants, you know, to, she at the Christmas formal and she breaks up with him 
after the Christmas formal or at, at college and he wants to have her come home for Christmas and wear stupid Christmas sweaters with his mom and she breaks up with him unexpectedly to her first proposal on the side of a mountain. Now, I want you to visualize gliding down the zip line. <laughs> the wind blowing through your face as you fly through the forest. It's freeing and exhilarating. When you reach your destination, you realize that you're about to begin a brand new journey. What's this? Just a little something to make this experience that much more memorable. Lauren, I know that we're about to take a big leap off the side of this mountain together. But I'm ready to take an even bigger leap with you in life. Will you marry me? Lauren? I'm not ready to get married. No, no, no. You're just scared. This is always your first reaction when you get outside of your comfort zone, but you you can't spend your entire life second-guessing yourself or living, living in fear. No, I'm not afraid. I'm just not ready to get married. Next month is our, our three-year anniversary. If you're not ready now, then... I'm ready to take a leap. No! no. Oh. Oh. Are you okay? Karma. <laughs> That's one way to say no to a marriage proposal, right? Well, if he didn't have to mansplain the way she felt. <laughs> That's how you always feel. But what was also with that like raspy, like, eh, oh, Lauren, you know that you mean the world to me. <laughs> well, if the wind blows through your face, you're ziplining wrong, first of all. That was... <laughs> And where was the attendant? <laughs> I'd like to know. I have to say, and tell me if this happened in yours. Mm. One thing that was wildly refreshing in the movie that I watched was that there were actually people. There were background yes. actors. It's yep. returned. You yeah. Last year, it was so clear that you could almost put like a timeline when mm. they were filming it based on the peaks and valleys of the, the past. Yep. Um, and this was like, it was a full... Full yeah. film. Real like extras and everything. Yeah. 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 It was really, really good. So 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 that was Logan. That was that was Logan, her last boyfriend before, you know, we get to this crisis point in her life where she's got this big pitch in her marketing job. She's got a pitch bakeware. And um and Nate, her her beloved best friend, is uh, sort of, you know, walking her through this crisis in her life. Um and then all these boyfriends come in to help her understand that she has commitment problems. What a, what an unusual theme in Hallmark movie, right? She has commitment problems, and um, but there's also in this film there's plenty of there's also plenty of alcohol. There's talk about drinking a whole box of wine and bottles of Pinot. And you're welcome, Hallmark. <laughs> you could send us a residual check anytime, anytime. because last year it was a dry season. <laughs> it was teetotal in Hallmark. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it was actually really a delightful film. There was the 
you know, proverbial carriage ride, of course, yeah. where um, Nate is about to tell her he loves her and she freaks out and goes to do something else. Um, pretty, pretty typical. <laughs> but one of the things she talks about from the very beginning of the film is this big Christmas party and how she would never... <laughs> turned down an opportunity to dress in a pretty dress. And then when she shows up at this party, it is, it is atrocious. It's, it's like something, I mean, it's atrocious. Her dress is horrifying. Um, but they're, but they get together in the end. And of course we have the flash forward, you know, so they get together at the Christmas party and then the teenagers and the foster care kids are, you have a girlfriend and all mockery. Um, but then, you know, there's the proposal and it's all this happy ending. So, Oh, so she finally said she, yes. She finally said was yes. Was there no, no one was dead in this movie? Um, well, I mean, Nate's parents are, who knows where they, where they, um, what happened to them? Cause he was in foster care, but no. Just the um, abandonment from the mother. Wow. I know. Again, hmm. yep. you know, we we talked about how yeah. many deaths. Yep. And now look, opening weekend, <laughs> their Saturday night movie, yeah. no one is dead. No. <laughs> you might as well just offer us a contract now, Hallmark. <laughs> Hallmark kidding. Movies and Mysteries. We'll write these things for you. We're real people. Real people watching real Hallmark movies. Re- real stories. And getting real drunk. Yeah. <laughs> But I, so, so let's see. So how would I rate this film? It was obviously very predictable. Some of the acting was horrifying. Um, but overall, it was a really sort of lighthearted, enjoyable film. I didn't even drink a whole box of wine. So uh, I, I'll stick with, I'll stick with snowflakes, Brad. And I'll say, I'm going to give it three and a half snowflakes as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're right on board. There were not, there was not a lot of cringeworthy stuff in there, which is a nice, refreshing change. Either that or I'm getting habituated to Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't know. <laughs> We're desensitized. You know what? We may have started at the perfect time because it can only go up from Christmas 2020. Agreed. This has been fun. So much fun. We're back at it. We're so excited to be back. We're so excited and to again, be back. And again, Charmy. I worry well, about that know. cow, the herd of cows. <laughs> and how'd she get our address? <laughs> There are so many mysteries well, here. You know, Brad. I told you we had a listener or two, so she's probably just an <laughs> avid fan. She's our Christmas correspondent. What was her last name? Holly what? Holly Bush. Holly, Bu- Holly Bu- Bush? Backs. Holly Cake. Cakes. Holly Cakes. Well, I mean, I think we're going to have to watch watch the news to see how she did. I I can ima- <laughs> I can only imagine that that's breaking news in a small town of Avon, Connecticut. Sheriff. <laughs> well, listener, we're hoping you are well. It's that time of year again. The most wonderful time of the year. And we will be back with you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. Goodbye.